Cool fact, a crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Also, you can get health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage for you. Learn more at UH1.com. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here, and it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at hellofresh.com. Fancy podcast special edition blank game week alert. Uh, I'm your host Peter, joined with Tom and Dory as always. How you doing, Dory? Yeah, I'm good, thank you. How you doing, Tom? I'm good, Peter. How are you? Not too bad. Right, let's get stuck in the usual stuff first. The housekeeping aspect, then we'll get into the, the meats and bones. It so we'll go to our, our only first. You're going to change, and there is yep, change top three. So number three is McCoga 92, Real Pastacoglu. He's now 1749. Melvin's back down to second, 1769. And E6 Hammers RFCGB is 1779. They three have been kind of juggling back and forth pretty much all season. So we'll see how that pans out. So we'll go to our own points and league. So I will go first because I am third at threes. I had 102 points this week, but surprisingly, a drop of one place because obviously it was a really high school week for most people. A clacking goals for none. Captain Strain for 44. That's a story to tell the grandkids. Tavernier 21. Tans are nothing. Kelly 1. Barisic 6. Jota 3. Campbell 3. Hatati 18. Vice Captain Main 4. Shankland 2. So nothing on the bench. So, and I'll drop one position. But as I said to you, I'll try to be positive. I dropped one position, but I had a better score than 14 of the people above me. So I'm clawing the, the points that way, if that makes sense. Right, Donnie, surprising company. You said this time because Tom is over Jumpy, so on you go. Yep, I've had a bit of a horror week and I don't see it getting much better. Uh, but my total game week score was 91 and I had transfers there uh, a minus four. So it looks like Berigate and goals for zero, Strain 22, Captain Tav 42, Carter Vicker 6, Cochrane 1, O'Hara 5, Armstrong 2. Jota 3, Morelos 4, Shanklin 2, and Main 4. So that's 91, minus 4 was 87. Takes my global score at 1767, which was down 10. Uh, so I was 14th, and I'm now 24th. So a bit disappointed with that. Okay, Doc, Tom, you're flying, and you've got the chips at hand, so what's your score and rank? Um, I'm up to 19th. Um, my score was 103, and I took a minus 4, so 99. Uh, net. Um, my team was Carson and goals for six, Strain for 22, Captain Tab for 42, Cochrane one, Barisic six, and Johnston seven. In midfield, I had Levitt for eight and Yota for three. And up front, I had uh, Main for four, Vice Maeda that got me two, and Shanklin got me two. Okay, so on the results then, so we had Merrin one, Ross County nil, Livingston nil, Raiders three. 
Hibs to Kilmarnock now. Dundee United 1, St Johnson 2, Celtic 4, Aberdeen now, and Motherwell, the resurgence to Harps now. Over to you, Tom. Um, so, first off, we've got the, the midweek fixture, um, which is Motherwell 2, St Mirren 1. Um, a bit of a resurgence here for Motherwell, new manager bounce. Uh, Van Veen and Max Johnson got the two goals with assists coming from Spittle and Sean Goss. Uh, St Mirren, it was Strain that scored with an assist from Bacchus. Um, Strain was the only player in this fixture to get more than a single shot on target with two. He also made three key passes. Uh, I think he's getting to that point where he's a bit of a must-have just now because he's such a good all-rounder. Uh, he's got clean sheet potential, assists and goals. Um, in terms of Motherwell, uh, new manager Stuart Kettlewell's got off to a winning start. Um, I think we're all men- uh, regret mentioning um, how we didn't think Van Veen was going to do too well because he scored after eight minutes, but it's just one of these things. Um, we do have a, another fixture to discuss with Motherwell, which was the 2-0 win over Hearts. So, I think we'll kind of go into more nitty-gritty with Motherwell players then. Um, as with St Mirren, they've got their 1-0 win over Ross County as well, which is coming up. Um, but I think um, you've got to have strain in this. I think that was kind of the, the learning point from, from, from this fixture. And obviously, Motherwell in fine form. Peter, come to you. I'll leave my thoughts on both teams to the second leg. We don't want to talk about it twice. The second game they play. Yep. Donny, do you want to keep, keep it to the second leg as well? Uh, yeah, all I was going to say was apologies to everyone who asked last week about mother, Motherwell assets and we shot them down. Uh, I will <laughs> cover myself by saying that both Peter and myself did tip Van Veen in an expert tip. So um, make sure you double check those before making any changes to your team. But <laughs> <Don't>. <laughs> yeah, if you, if you didn't have strain this game week, you were gubbed whether you captained them or not. Um, over mm. twenty points across the two games was was what made a lot of difference for 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 most teams. So it was a good game, but certainly a result that that no one saw coming. Yeah, our next fixture. Then we can now go on to discuss Saint Mirren because it's Saint Mirren one, Ross County nil. Uh, the goal came from Declan Gallagher with an assist from surprise surprise strain. Uh, Ross County did get a red card. It was Awura Edwards that was carded, but this was the ninety third minute. So. Uh, you could argue, no impact on the, the game as a whole. Again, in this fixture, Strain was the only player to get more than a single shot on target with two. Um, I don't know if that says a lot about the, the St Mirren attack. Uh, St Mirren are fairly strong in defence, but going forward, they don't produce a load of goals. Um, but Strain is a good source of, for attacking points there. Um even if even if you don't have them, I think you kind of have to keep them just to, to kind of keep up pace with other managers. Um, those that captained them, um, it was a it was a great um, punt, but obviously um, it was unfortunate that Tav did do quite well this week and that managed to keep up pace because in any other week you would have been absolutely laughing with that. Um, so it's a bit of a, a bit of a shame, but um, well thought out. Uh, Maine could have had a goal in this game. He did hit the woodwork, and Tony Watt. Um, is still yet to return, having moved to, to St Mirren in the January transfer window. Um, this result has, has maybe put me off um, Ross County players a little bit, um, but when it did come to actually putting my wild card to, together, um, I think you're probably going to have them there because there's not a there's not a huge number of players that you could maybe argue are, are must-haves for this upcoming blank game week. Um, 
Ross County do face Dundee United in the blank, who um, are conceding quite a lot of goals just now. So attackers such as Jordan White and, as we mentioned last week, Danda as well, as a bit of a differential, um, can, can still feature in the, in the wild card. I'll come to you first this time, Donny. Yeah, so a good win for Motherwell. A good win for St Mirren, sorry, off the back of the Motherwell defeat. And uh, strain owners, after about 60 minutes, must have thought they'd want to watch because they had all the bonus points in both games, the clean sheet, the goal, the assist. Um, so to get a massive haul there, um, they did really well. But unfortunately, just undone by rule number one, uh, always Captain Tav. So um, just unlucky in that one, I guess. But no, I was impressed with St Mirren. I think they... I think I said this last week, they generally look like a top six team at the moment. Uh, some of the names that we've mentioned over the last couple of podcasts, Strain, Bacchus, Suhara, Main, um, they, they're all quite reliable uh, for the upcoming fixtures. They will play Celtic uh, in amongst that, but you can always bench them there. Um, so just keep that in mind. Ross County, they do have more of an attacking threat about them uh, since the window, but they are so unreliable. Uh, and the fact that they do play Dundee United, the two bottom teams, that could just go anywhere. Um, but no, I was really impressed with St Mirren. Uh, a good win following that defeat in midweek. Yep. Peter, anything to add there? Yep, pretty much the same as Don. I think St Mirren have looked really impressive. They do look like probably the best coached team out with the top two in the league. And I, I include Hearts in that, by the way, as well, because I think they do look like they've got a game plan. They look like they've got a purpose where they play. Uh, Strain is probably a right position player because you see him play most times. He's actually playing in a winger position. He's a full back of the game, but they pull into the kind of back three, let him do overlap and kind of wide man sometimes, which is good. So don't like using the word essential, but I feel he probably will be essential. Just tell me, as you said, Tom, he's got so much. He can get clean sheets, he can assist, and he can score. So you've got to have him your team and even he he bench him some game he's only like a fixture go for it. Ross County did look better, but I just don't think again. I think we praised me about last week. They bought well. They made me more tank for it. I, I kind of fancy them more than the next, for the next game week. Well, don't you think they're in free fall? So I would kind of lead, lead, lean towards them. But for something like Dory said, uh, your back is Sahara, uh, the keeper, Carson. Main maybe doesn't score as much, but he always looks lively. I mean, these players you could have in and about your team, no problem. They're all kind of really relatively cheap. Maybe not straight anymore because he's, he's been rising quite a lot. But they're going to be a top six team probably. That's when you have to kind of rethink it. I think near the split when their fixture would be harder because they're playing the top five teams. Alone saying that, this year, they're not really much too much as a part of his other Bill seems to beat everybody else, no problem. So it's one that's for down the road. But I would be happy to have two seven players on my team, no problem. Mm-hmm. Um, we mentioned Dundee United conceding quite a lot. The next fixture is Dundee United 1, St Johnston 2. Um, the goal came from Levitt for Dundee United with an assist from Aida, and it was Stevie May that got a brace. Uh, the first goal was assisted by Holberg. Um, for St Johnston, both Stevie May and Cameron McPherson managed two shots on target. Stevie May managed two goals. McPherson is yet to get any goals or assists this season. Um, Stevie B has got a total of six goals and six assists, so not bad form, um, considering how poor St Johnston have, have been. Um, he's the only St Johnston player I'd, I'd consider um, for the next game week. Um, he, he might be tricky to fit in, that's, that, that's, that's the only problem. And St Johnston do face St Mirren, um, who we've obviously just been praising their defence, so maybe a trickier fixture for him. 
Uh, in terms of Dundee United, they're obviously floundering at the bottom of the table just now, having lost the last four games. Um, they're conceding quite a lot of goals, so I think the defence is in a void just now. Um, the attackers aren't really offering a lot. Fletcher's fairly disappointing as well. I reckon you could take a punt on Levitt. He obviously just scored in that game there. Um, out of Dundee United's nine shots, four came from him. And I think it was last season where he did have that kind of purple patch where the planets aligned and for seven or eight game weeks he was getting a goal or assist each week for, for a good period of time. So it, it might be his turn just to kind of get on a bit of form. Um, I, I wouldn't be going for him unless you're on a wild card. Though. That's, that's something I would stress. Um, I, I only had him because of the, the previous double. I just had other fires to put out in, in the, that sense. So... Um, I kept on to Levitt and got I got a bit lucky there, but um, I think Dundee United are probably in the void, even if you do have a wild card, um, excluding perhaps maybe Levitt for a punt. Peter, your thoughts on this fixture? Uh, Dundee United's a void. They do look like, uh, I think I mentioned this before, when you sometimes you appoint a youth coach within, you might think it's a good idea, but tends to be, if you actually appoint a manager who's done it better than four, maybe just a different voice, and you might get more out of them. I mean, that's Motherwell and Dungeon both done the same thing this year, and it's both failed. And I know Caterwell, Motherwell, isn't exactly an experienced manager, but he's been there with Ross County before the top flight, even though he shared the job with somebody. So he's been there, done it, he's, he's ran the course, and we'll get to Motherwell in a obviously, but the immediate response he said from that squad just showed you that there's something going wrong there. This even, I've said, I think I said Donnie in the chat, just a new voice sometimes in the dressing room, maybe just new tactics in the or training, maybe freshens it up. It was all clearly not a bad team in the last two wins. Uh, so Johnson, I think, it's one of the things, we never really say pick their players, we never really go, well, they're, not, they're just wrote off, they're just better opposite. They're used to Steady May, it's a decent return, but we only get three striker slots, and, and there's nine teams out of ten, three better strikers on form. I mean, if you back down the road, you have one Rangers, one Celtic, and one other, which could be Shankland. I mean, you go two out of the three, one other, it's going to be cheaper. There's tend to be no space. I mean, I wouldn't be against, if you get to your Tom's wildcard, having one St. Johnson defender in there and kind of rolling the dice with a clean sheet and see if it comes up. But other than that, these two teams, unless it's bench fodder for the trick, I would be against getting any of them in. Stealing me at a push if it was budget reasons, but that's it. Yeah. Funny. Yeah, so I think United are just a, a dead team walking at the moment. Pretty sure we can all work out how it'll pan out. And the manager will get the sack. Somebody else is going to come in and just in a relegation dogfight from there on. But this is a team that finished fourth last season. Um, and they're just way off the pace um, with pretty much a same, if not better, squad than, than what they had last season. So I'm not sure what's going on there. Uh, as you say, May is not the most prolific scorer in the game, but... Uh, he got the opener, unmarked in the box. Well, I say unmarked, there was five United defenders in there, but he still was unchallenged to get the goal. Uh, I thought United did press afterwards, um, and they did get back. The, the strike from Levitt was a good strike, but that lasted all of a minute when Mulgrew played a hospital pass back to the keeper, and May just nicked it off him. Uh, much to my displeasure, that's their keeper injured now, so I think I'm on keeper number six um, this season. Just had a, a run of bad luck. Um, so if you do have Berigiti, uh, I'm sorry to break the news, but you'll need to look elsewhere. To me, neither team offer anything in the way of fantasy assets. Um, it's well known that I don't have any wild cards or anything to play, so uh, I've just got to make use of what I've got, but I don't think I'll be bringing 
uh, any of those two teams uh, into my team. So that's what I think. Yep. Um, our next fixture then is Hibs to Kilmarnock nil. Um, for Hibs, it was William Fish and Matthew Hopp that scored. Uh, William Fish, Fish was assisted by Aidan McGeady. Um, Kilmarnock did see a red card, and that was Vassell. Um, I think I've seen that they were going to uh, try and appeal that one. Um, in terms of Hibs, it was quite a different Hibs team that we're used to. Um, a lot of players that haven't really had a lot of game time, but they, they did well against Kilmarnock. Uh, James Jago has only had four appearances this season. Egan Riley, only three. Even the scorer, William Fish, um, has only had nine. And then uh, Matthew Hopp that scored the second goal, came on for McGeady after 36 minutes, has only had uh, two appearances. Uh, Ewan Henderson, who um, those regular players of Fantasy Scotland will be familiar with, he's not had a lot of starts this season, not seen a lot of game time. He managed three shots on target um, and missed a big chance. And he's been finding some form recently. I think he's maybe perhaps a cheap consideration for um, after the blank. And uh, Ewan has been in decent form as well. He's been ticking along nicely. Obviously, Hibs don't have a fixture this week. So, again, someone to consider after the, the blank. Um, he had six key passes and created two big chances in this game. Um, in terms of Kilmarnock, they're not really doing too well just now. Uh, previous names mentioned, Danny Armstrong and Ash Taylor. Uh, Danny Armstrong not in great form and Ash Taylor only managed to to, to come on and play in this game at half time. So I don't think I'm considering any Kilmarnock players for, for the, the blank. Um, and obviously Hibs, no fixture. So <clears throat> not a consideration at the minute until perhaps next game week. But uh, Peter, what's, what's your thoughts on this one? Kilmarnock uh, first there in that kind of category we mentioned they're kind of hard on right now the players you, you had to done well and I mean if you did filter by points you'd go I'll take a point in this player or Taylor and, and Armstrong maybe but they're not delivering there might be players for consideration maybe it gets to maybe it gets to the, the split when there's a dog fight and when I, I do think at this point you might have the nose of a Derek McInnes manager could get them out of trouble and survive over a lean fox type character so that maybe then you could bring them in and hope that they're playing teams of similar ilk to themselves, so it could be they're worth it at that point. But right now, you'd be taking mega points on them. As for Hibs, surprisingly upturning form, didn't really see that coming. I seen something on Twitter. I think it was actually in Hearts analytics page, maybe in the Maroon report. I don't know if that's right or not. Where they were doing like the the xG point and x points, expected points and goals for both teams, and it was like a DNA strand. They both were like going up. I'm doing this visually, and it's a podcast. I'll send my fingers. Like they're going for third place, but with Hearts form drips, Hibs form goes up, and then it goes back and forth. So on that stands, Hibs the one that's in form, and Hearts could do Will that continue? Is he finally at time? I'll flip again, go back over because we'll get to Hearts and we we'll get to Hearts. Hearts don't look particularly good this this first couple of weeks, but Hibs look half decent again. So as you say, Tom, they've got the blank. I think do they have Celtic in the double? Is that is that right? They've got Rangers then to play Celtic. Right. So. So it's one that I wouldn't have them in my wildcard team, but it's one to keep an eye on. You see, there's quite a few cheap assets who are in the kind of fringes of the team who might come in and hold the place down. So if they get through their games and die test players look out, you could then maybe take a point on one or two players. But again, it's going to do that route where the more game weeks we get in, we're getting closer to the split. And then after the split, they're going to play the top teams again. And do you want to have all your players? Because most people are going to have Celtic three, Rangers three. Do you want to have three hibs or two hibs with two hearts in that? 
They're all playing each other. You need to be very smart with how you split your team up after the split if you want to keep on rising in the ranks. Yeah. Get ahead of myself, but six weeks ahead of the split. With <laughs> <laughs> Anything to add to there, Donny? Yeah, so Hibs are an interesting one because they certainly are in form. I think from a fantasy point of view, there's a lot of names in there that we're not familiar with. So Fish and Hop, the two goal scorers, we've got Egan Riley, and there's Ewan, um, who's been on the fringes, um, Henderson as well. So I think you'd be taking a risk if you did choose a Hibs player at the moment. I think what you're best to do, given the fixtures, that they, they blank and they play Livingston and then they play Rangers and then they play Celtic. So if you can get to the other side of that Celtic game, you'll have more information. Okay, the results-wise, they're probably not going to expect much, but you'll at least see uh, where everything lies. And then I think you can turn to them. But at the moment, it would just be a bit of a punt. And I've never heard of this guy, Matthew Hopp. Uh, and then up he pops with a goal. I've seen the boy fish in the last few weeks, and I think he's probably had some good returns. Um, but the fixtures are not kind to them in the immediate future. Uh, same with Kilmarnock. Um, they do play the next three weeks, but the the double game week they play Rangers, so you're going to avoid that. Uh, I guess if you have likes of Armstrong, you just hold on to him, get you sort of one next week, and then uh, maybe look to rearrange after that. But not a good win for Hibs. Yep. Um, next up, we've got Celtic for Aberdeen nil. Um, goals came from McGregor. Uh, Hitati got a brace. One of his goals was assisted by Greg Taylor. And uh, for the fourth goal, it was a bad with an assist from Haksabanovic. Uh, come to Aberdeen first. Uh, they had no shots on target in this game. But it's hard to, to, to judge a team when they're playing uh, Celtic or Rangers. Um, a bit unsure about tripling up on Aberdeen players or even doubling up for the, the, the coming um, blank game week. I think it would be Easier if they didn't play Celtic in this game week and we could have a um, another fixture where we can kind of judge them a bit more fairly. Um, but I think you probably have to go with Miofsky, um and or Duke as well um, just because of their, their their form before they kind of it all fell apart, all, all fell apart under Goodwin. Um, and at home for Livingston, it's, it's, it's not a bad fixture either. Um, in terms of Celtic, I was quite surprised to see O start this game. I took a hit for Maeda as I was expecting him to to play down the middle, Um, but it it wasn't to be. Um, O failed to to return, so I want to keep an eye on there. Um, Hitati is in great form. He played really well in this game and the the most recent Cup game as well. I think he's really staking a claim for the the third Celtic slot. Um, I'll be watching him closely in the the Cup final in preparation for this double game week because... um, he, he could take up the, the third Celtic slot in the wild card. Um, Moy, difficult one to judge because he wasn't in the squad. I don't know if that's just uh, a rest for the upcoming final as well. Um, in terms of Celtic's defence, the clean sheet was intact. And it's kind of rare that we get any attacking returns from the Celtic defence, but it was Greg Taylor that got the assist for the, the first attacky goal. Um and Kyogo was on the bench, but he, he wasn't subbed on in, in this game. Um, again, the, the cup final will provide us with more information on the, his injury situation. So, again, something to keep an eye on, but not, not, nothing that we have to worry about in the immediate future, considering the blank. Peter, I'll come to you this, for this one. First Kyogo was subbed on, was he not? He came on for the last 50 minutes. Yeah. I thought he got a point pointer. I seen him, yeah, he did come on. Did he? Yeah, I, yeah. I didn't watch the game, so there you go. I, 
Mate, he's <laughs> wasn't on. I don't think he was subbed on in Sofa Square. That's where I he's saw him a few the... teams were on points. That's a new come ah, on. Did come on. Uh, Celtic first. I think it was just that's the, the best of looked. I was. I said for you before. Celtic at Glasgow against other teams. It's hard to give them crazy praise. They've done their job. Aberdeen looked scared. They also came with a, a game plan. That was at the window in three minutes. And after that, that was it. They just sat back and done absolutely nothing. You said no shots and goals. So it was good if you had the Celtic defender. I think you've got Carter Vickers, Tony. You should probably enjoy for that one. Yeah. At, at 4-0, I was praying for a goal again because I knew it would help my rank. But also, <laughs> this thing's at home. Hatati had been on for a while. I think I've mentioned this before to you, Donny. It's the same as Kamara. I always think where he's, he turns along nicely with points. But you get more chance of returning up the park. And I think he's more nailed than Moy and Riley. So that's why I always went with him. Out the three midfielders, he's probably the mo- as nailed as McGregor and he's got more attack returns. So that's why I went with him. And I think he'll stay in my team right through the end now, unless something happens to him injury-wise. Aberdeen, like you said, Mayovsky maybe and Duke, if you want to take a punt. Because of the home, that's probably where you're leaning towards because they've got the home fixture in this blank. Whereas... I just maybe don't think they seem to be quite fragile. I wonder if their confidence has been dented after this one. I don't know. I'm no rush to get them in. I don't know that dilemma like you, Tom. We can talk us through we get to a wild card. I've got one transfer to bring something in. And I will get to that later in between. But otherwise, than that, I wouldn't be bringing it. The forms get better, obviously, under Robson. And there may be one for keep an eye on for the next couple of game weeks. But to me, it's a volume of Celtic. It now looks like. The first 11's pretty nailed, given maybe about one position in that third midfielder slot. So I don't think you can go wrong with having any of the midfielders, defenders, or as we've seen, Kugel come back on the bench. So he's not an injury scare. So as long as none happens in the cup final injury-wise, I think you can bank on pretty much all usual assets. Yep. Donnie? Yep. So the least surprising result in Scottish football, Harbin getting gubbed by Celtic. <laughs> Absolute definition of one-way traffic. I mean, Celtic were good, but Aberdeen were poor. Um, I watched the highlights on sports scene and the amount of touches that Celtic get in the Aberdeen box is unreal. Um, so whatever the game plan was, uh, I'm not sure they were paying attention. But fantasy-wise, Hitati was the man with the big points. Uh, and as much as I've probably talked up Moy uh, in recent weeks, I think that, from my point of view, that's probably their best three in midfield, uh, that combination. Um, so you'll probably get a better read after the cup final uh, where Moy is, but if you do have him, you might want to just um, look to swap that over, whether you go with Tati or, or look elsewhere, it's up to you. But yeah, I got the clean sheet point, so I was happy with that, because that's an area of the pitch that I was maybe going to change. Um, but for Aberdeen, as you say, you're never going to learn anything new when they play Celtic other than the fact that they'll lie down. So we will see. <laughs> Hopefully they can... Um, pick up. There's a lot of rumours up here about Strachan getting the role, um, which is not going down very well. Um, so it'll be interesting to see how that one pans out. But for Celtic, it was just a, a routine win. It's not, not much more to say. Is Strachan still with Aberdeen now? Consulting there? Is that with, I thought it's it Dundee's with, Dundee. I think. Because he's got history with Aberdeen, isn't it? Mm-hmm. He may be a big name, but I think it'd be a, it's a bit of state back. I was honest, about going back yeah, two years it's... getting in charge. It wouldn't be good. Wait for me, but okay. So our next one is uh, Livingston nil, Rangers three. Um, Tav obviously got the penalty. Morelos won the penalty. Tav got a second goal and Roof got the third. 
as we mentioned earlier, it was unfortunate for, for strain captains that Tav went nuts with his two goals, clean sheet and three bonus. Um, in terms of other Rangers players, Sakala was the only uh, other player to get more than a single shot on target. Kent and uh, Livingston's Stephen Kelly missed big chances. Um, I think the latter's probably got to be a, a big consideration for the the um, the blank game week, considering their, their form. And obviously, um, Aberdeen's a bit fragile at the back. Um, Penrice also missed a big chance. He's a name that's popped up um, recently as well. And I think he could be a good consideration for the, the next game week as well, along with uh, Devlin. Um, in terms of Rangers, obviously, there's no Tillman there. Um, he's out injured. Lundstrom also out injured as well. So we really require the, the cup final for a bit more information. And uh, we should find out how their um, injuries are progressing, and then we can then we can take it from there. Uh, Donny, what's, what's your thoughts on this game? Yeah, so uh, Jack's out as well. Uh, just another midfielder one, yep. to add to the mix. So Tillman is probably the the headline as far as fantasy owners are concerned. Um, he is touch and go ahead of the cup final. Um, so I'm not sure we will see him play. In fact, I don't think he played that well in the last Old Firm. So Oh, might be good if he's, he's rested, but I think there is good alternatives in the Rangers midfield. So come the the next podcast, we should get a better read on that one. But unlike most trips to Livingston, it was Rangers who scored first, and it was those three magic words: penalty to Rangers. Um, <laughs> one given through VAR, and Morales got his shirt pulled. There was not a lot in it, but you know, I think Livingston were going to clear the ball anyway, so the defender. Um, Kind of did his team dirty there and upstepped Captain Tal for his 50th penalty goal. Tom, I know you like to keep a count of those things. <laughs> the wrong count. <laughs> the wrong count. Fingers crossed, yeah. 51 comes out the weekend. So we'll just have to wait and see. <laughs> and yeah, Pen- Penrice was unlucky not to equalise. Um, ball came to him and I just don't think he was expecting it. Um, he missed a good chance to score. But uh, the second half, uh, Roof came on. Uh, and I thought he played well. He caused a lot of problems, um, and he won the free kick um, that led to Omienga getting sent off and Captain Tav uh, ripping it into the top corner. So I was actually out at the time. Uh, so when I saw it, I just assumed it was another penalty, but it was actually a very good uh, strike. Uh, and it was Roof who killed off the game uh, to make it three nil. So Roof again, there's probably not enough information for Roof at the moment. He is coming back, and he does like an injury or two. Mm-hmm. Um, I've got Morelos. I think I will maybe give him one. I'll probably give him this double game week uh, coming up. Uh, or if he doesn't do anything in the cup final, I might look to move him over. But I'll stick on to him just now because he does have a habit. Well, he got an assist there. And when he does score, he can often score in batches. Uh, the Tillman factor, I think like so Cantwell and Raskin would be good alternatives. Uh, they seem like decent signings um, and could get points. And as far as Livingston goes, you know, it's not the game for them. They'll have better games to come, uh, which we'll talk about. But no, a good performance and a good win from Rangers. Yep. Peter? Yep. Uh, it's one of the ones I had to Captain Strain, so... When I seen Tav apparently, I was like, this is going to just be, as Dory mentioned, you think you were still in the march, but it's even back up. I believe I won, I won by, what, two extra points? Two, that hit? Yeah, <laughs> Tav got booked, so that, that was it. Tav yeah. got booked. So, it's still, if you both players, you're, you're laughing, because no matter where you landed, you've, you've, you've done well. But if you didn't have captain on Tav and you didn't have strain, then I suppose you'd have sold game week. But I can only go by the, the Fantasy Cup scores came in, and pretty much every 
had him last scene, so it was nearby. Rangers are another one of those, uh, I put the same as a run of the mill victory. That sounds degrading, but it's not. It's just they turned up, they don't to do it, they won. Once Livingston let that set and go, and that, that was then finished. They had to read out the clean sheet by that point. And I, I still wouldn't take much away for Livingston. You can still rely on for the rest of the fixtures, I think. I don't worry about assets. They play these games, we're all going to bench when they play Rangers versus and Celtic anyway. With Rangers, Tony, who played in the 10 position when Tillman was not playing? Was it Catwell? Uh, yes, yeah, so Sakala um, was back. Uh, Cantwell, Raskin, and Kamara. Um, so I think Kamara's kind of plays, and I think him and Raskin are kind of chopping and changing. Right. Um, I'm just thinking, it, it's not a long term injury anyway, it's a hamstring. No. So the fact that he's touching goal for a cup final, you wouldn't be rushing to get him out because if he doesn't make a cup final, he's probably going to be fit to ready and go for the double after it anyway. So I'm not needy or calling that. Uh, we'll keep I think, questions on doubles will be also next week's pod but I, I've kept Rangers double back line Tom you moved to it as well so it's worked mm-hmm. out not bad but I don't know if, I mean you mentioned players not having shots and targets he's with the same players all the time so you can rely on Tav tell him he's playing Doris and Morelos looked to be a bit off he does look absolutely high so he didn't look particularly on it so he's quite a pricey striker if he's not been returning regularly so it's whether I still think maybe embarrassing to have him as a way to go. That's just, that's me. Mm-hmm. Uh, brings us to our final fixture, um, which was a Sunday fixture, Motherwell 2, Hearts 0. Um, for Motherwell, it was Obika and Spittle that scored. Obika was assisted by Sean Gosh. Um, Spittle and Gosh obviously got returns on the previous fixture as well, so they're in decent form. Um Spittle and Goss both hit the woodwork in this game, so it could have been even more. Um, I think both those guys need to be a consideration for the the blank, given the Motherwell form. Um, Motherwell did well to keep the clean sheet. Um, Shankland and Kingsley also both hit the woodwork, and Shankland missed a big chance too. Um, Obika could be a consideration, but I think I'd probably go for Motherwell attackers. Um, Van Veen, couple of shots. Uh, one off target, one blocked. He did score in the other fixture, but he's he's not really setting the header alight. Um, I think if you're not on a wild card and you're, you're going to go for a player, I think it would probably be, be Spittle, given how well he's responded to the new manager. Um, I just kind of hope the Motherwell new manager bounce doesn't run out of steam for the upcoming blank. Um, for Hearts, obviously, not decent form. Hibs are doing well. So... Um, they're a bit down on their luck just now. Uh, obviously, Shanklin's been great so far this season. Obviously, get rid of him for the for the blank, but I, I think I'll probably bring him back in, um, considering how explosive he can be. Um, but that's really all for that one. Peter? Ready to pop the question? The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds, and they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? 
Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear and fine leather goods, all at 50 to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. This is impressive, Mother Road, because I think we all agree Hearts probably are right now the third best team in the league. Maybe sometimes their form can be up and down, but more little good there and pretty much blow them away. More fight, more dig. Tactics look better. I think they've got a response. So like yourself, Tom, I think maybe, hopefully... This keeps it up and it gives us more options going forward. We'll get to the transfer session because right now I'm thinking a motherwell player bringing for my, my free transfer and I'm between Van Dien and Spittle as a two. Spittle and Van Dien just didn't mention the We mentioned at the start of the season when they were actually in decent form. They were two players we could normally rely on turning up. Spittle was coming along, was a, coming along quite nice. Like he was a bit of an assist every couple of games, so it was quite good. So mm-hmm. if they get back to that form, it gives you another option in that kind of cheap midfielder slot. For Hearts, I think Donny was ahead of the cover last week. Starting to go off the Hearts players. Uh, I took Cochrane out, Shackman's in there, and it's Clark. And I think with my three on my wildcard, I think I'll be getting rid of Clark as well. I'm going to one Hearts player. Uh, I mentioned before, the split's coming. I don't really trust their assets at the back. Shackman's the only one you can probably rely on. He's captain, and his form's pretty good. So apart from that, right now, they're a bit iffy. So there's already rumblings among the fans at Nielsen again. I think the general just I get from is, is that he's only doing well because he's got the third best squad in the league and he's not got much tactics. So he's got the third best players. So nine times out of ten, the third best players will beat other players who are not of a high quality. But when a team, you can look at a team who's got a game plan or tactics to get a suit around them, he doesn't know how to answer it. So that's what he watch going forward because I don't think they're going to develop as a team the way they want to be unless they get a better manager in place. That's just my thoughts on Hatch. Yep. Donny? Yeah, so fantastic result for Motherwell. I mean, six points at the two games. Couldn't have uh, hoped for anything better. Uh, and some of the names that we mentioned, Spittle, Goss, um, returning there as well. So they are suddenly become from um, not a team that you would want to consider to be in a genuine um, fantasy uh, potential team. Hearts, I think they are on the decline of whether they got to third quite comfortably and now we've just taken the foot off the gas 
they are still in the Scottish Cup. That's obviously going to be a target for them. Um, I, I don't know. I mean, I said I was coming off them. Obviously, I don't have any wild cards, and they play Celtic in the double, so that's really a single. So that was my thought process behind that. So I will probably get rid of Shankland, and you know, if I have to bring him in further down the line, I will do um, for that one. But Motherwell playing, you know. Good form and hearts just disappointing, and they've gone back to losing goals, which was always a concern when Gordon was in the in the nets. But um, yeah, not much more I can add to that one. Yep, um, we'll round off then with the top ten um, for this game week. Obviously, number one was Strain with his twenty-two points, uh, and second was Tav with the twenty-one points. Both defenders, um, third place was Atati with eighteen. Uh, Spittle with 16, both midfielders. Will Fish, um, the Hibs player, uh, 16 points. He's a defender. Uh, Max Johnson, 15. Uh, he's a defender at Motherwell. Stevie May, 15. Obviously, St. Johnson, a striker. Declan Gallagher, 14 points. Uh, Sean Goss with 12. And Cal McGregor, 11 points, which gives us no goalkeepers, which is the um, what we come to expect this season. Uh, five defenders, four mids, and just the one striker. Obviously, uh, lots of uh, Motherwell in there, given that they had the double, and uh, obviously Strain and, and Tav, unsurprising given their the massive hauls. Uh, Declan Gallagher also in there for, for St. Mirren as well. But any points of note there? Hey, uh, no. a lot. Oh, you go down, you go. No, I was just going to say, not, not for me, but you you caught the top three there, so you've got to be happy with that. Yep. Uh, it was more about the actual names of the players and teams in the bottom six I'm interested in, because as I keep on alluding in this podcast, I'm, talking, I'm thinking after the split, where when, if the, league's not, if, the league, if the league's done by this point in the split, it might not be, but if it's done on paper, there's going to be probably more rotation for the teams at the top. If third and fourth's not up for grabs anymore, it could be rotation teams as well. When it comes to teams in the bottom six, potentially bottom four or five, if they're fighting for their lives, then these players are the players I'm interested in, in, in like a motherwell with spittles and Armstrong come back like that. So it's just one I'm going to keep an eye on these players, how they're performing under their manager going forward, and then something I'm going to thought for for building towards the... I know we don't get that wild card now after the split, so we need to build ourselves. So it's it's just trying to that we kind of use it going forward. Plus we'll also have the half of our fantasy podcast cup at this point to be going for, so every edge is a thing you got to look for. I like pushing my cups, Tom, I don't want to. That's that one. That's us, yeah. Yep. Right, so Donnie's going to have a dive. I believe Donnie is all on the fixtures of Blank Gay Week and all involved. Yeah, so obviously we've got two fixtures less uh, this game week, Rangers and Celtic in the cup final, so their fixtures are carried forward to the, to the following week. So uh, it's just going to look at the, the remaining teams, who they play, and potentially where we could look at. So I know there's a lot of questions around in this, so I might touch on those. Um, but for me, I don't have any wild cards, so I just have to navigate as best I can. If you've got two wild cards, then you can free hit this and then free hit the following week. Uh, and I know Tom will discuss um, his considerations there. And if you've got one wild card, then you can just take in whoever you want and then ultimately change it. Uh, for the double game week after that. So we'll start off Aberdeen. I've got a home fixture to Livingston. So currently under interim management and pretty out of form, obviously getting that heavy defeat to Celtic. The good thing for them is it is a home fixture. 
Um, Livingston's probably not the best team for them to face because they are a tough outfit. Um, but for me, Aberdeen Streth had been up front um, and Duke and Miofsky would be my only uh, options there. If I was on a wild card, I'd probably bring them both in. Um, that could spectacularly fail, but sometimes you get it wrong. I think by taking them both, you could cover the bases there. So that's my thinking behind Aberdeen. Certainly wouldn't touch them defensively and in midfield. There's just a dozen nines appealing there. So then move on to Dundee United. They're away to Ross County. So as we touched on earlier, these are the bottom two sides uh, meeting. Um, for me, I think Ross County have got the slight edge because they look organised and have attacking options. United are bang out of form. If pushed, I think Tom mentioned this as well, Levitt uh, is an option. Perhaps Fletcher, you know, he's captain, he's on penalties, you might get returns there. But it's not a great fixture. Had this been a full game week, you'd be avoiding that one um, as best as possible. We then got Kilmarnock at home to Motherwell. So you've got a very out of form Kilmarnock uh, against a resurgent Motherwell. Uh, and whilst the home pitch does play into Kilmarnock's hands, uh, Armstrong is probably the only player that I would look at there. Um, so they're the void. Livingston travelling to Aberdeen. So as we've mentioned, a lot of the times Livingston are organised defensively. They're usually pretty good. You've got Kelly at the back. Devlin's had some good weeks. Midfields, I think Sean Ke- Stephen Kelly, uh, I beg your pardon, is the only option there. Uh, my only concern here is if you're thinking that Aberdeen are going to be an attacking threat, then if you're picking a Livingston defender, you could see yourself out done there. But if it's a numbers game and you're just trying to get people in, Stephen Kelly, Sean Kelly, Devlin um, are the names to go by there. So Motherwell travelling to Kilmarnock. Uh, again, the same names that we've mentioned before, the, the people we told you to avoid um, last week's <laughs> podcast, I think you probably have to consider them. Uh, a bit of humble pie there, a bit Van Veen, Spittle Goss. Um, I've seen a lot of teams with Carson. Um, they've been quite happy with those uh, fixtures. Um, that's the sort of uh, names you want to consider there. Ross County, uh, at home to Dundee United. It's a difficult one. I mean, I guess if you think a clean sheet against a poor United, you've got Yakaviti, Danda, uh, Kenny, the boy that's on loan from Hibs, uh, might be a decent shout. Uh, and up front, you've got Jordan White, um, if you think that they can score. And the last team is, uh, oh no, two teams, sorry, St. Johnson at home to St. Mirren. Again, St. Johnson have won two of their last three games, but there's nothing that really stands out. It's like Peter said, there's probably other better picks, you know, May scored a double at the weekend, but when was the last time he scored before that? I can't recall, but it's, it's not a team that I look at. Midfield defence would just be a punt. Uh, and St Mirren travelling to St Johnston, and as we've already touched on, probably the most informed team outside the old firm at the moment. Uh, strain, you've got to have him in. An attacking threat, a defensive threat. Baka Suhara, main Watts, you know, there's plenty of choice um, there. So after all that, you probably expect St Johnston to win that game um, after talking St Mirren up. So there's plenty to to think about. For me, I think when I wrote this, I think I've got six players, but I don't have a keeper. So I might be down to five with one transfer. It's very hard to take a minus um, because it's probably going to be a low scoring week. You're just going to have to run with it. And I think even with Tom, uh, on a wild card, the names that he's going to mention, we, you would probably have covered in your own team. So, um, 
that's what I'm going to do there. I will then have all my old firm players back for the big double game week. Peter, you've got the wild card for the big game week, so you're the same as me. You've got about six players, have you? Well, I thought I had six players, but they've all, <laughs> they've all dropped. So what I've got is I've got six players now, but I think Tanzel's definitely out, so that keeps me at five. Yeah. I don't know what's going on with Anderson, so it takes me down to four. So I've got a transfer in, keeps me at five again, and I'm not taking a hit. I'm just going to run with a five and see what happens next time. <laughs> Because I could take hits, and I just know what's going to happen. It's not going to pay off. I'll put my five players playing, and then next week, any drop in rank and how my team looks, I've got a wild card to correct it about my team to be the rest of the season. So that's where I'm looking at it. Not getting stressed out. A lot of people have played the wild card. A lot of teams have set up quite nicely. I'm going but using the, the Royal Rumble thing again. I've saw players who have actually, over a few weeks, have obviously used the head and built a team towards us. Yeah, that's what I tried to do. might have only got three or four. <laughs> I, don't, I tried that myself, but two of them have dropped, so there's not much I can do. These things happen. So yeah. When we get to Tom's wheelchair, we'll discuss it more in details, but I think you called that quite succinctly. Yeah, I was, I was just going to say, Tom, you've, you're in the best situation. You're flying high in the league. You've got chips coming out of your ears. Um, so it's interesting to hear your thoughts. The only saving grace I've got is I still do have my triple captain. So whether that double game week, I, I take a risk and, and throw it there to try and claw some points back. That's the only thing I've got in my favour. But it's a tricky one. So it'll be interesting to see what Tom's got to say um, and how he's going to approach this weekend. Hey, Tom, don't give us a wild card yet because I want you to go through the questions first and we'll get to the wild card yep. you've got when we get to the transfers. But any add to Donnie's comments there? No, I think he's covered it quite well. Yeah, keep it up yeah. your sleeve, Tom. Well done. Right, so <laughs> we'll go to the questions we've got. Because a lot of the questions always are pretty much covered, but we'll go through them anyway because they're so nice. <laughs> right, this loads up. So I think my laptop's on its last legs. Here we go, here we go. Right. As from John Cameron. Was the, last week the best fantasy football Scotland game week ever? Ask that question first. Is that the best points ever? You're going to say no, Donnie. No. <laughs> yeah. Not for me, but I know what he's meaning. If you had Strain, Captain, Tav, Hattati, there's a lot of 100-plus uh, scores last week. So if you caught that, well done. But no, not for me. <laughs> Tom, was that your best game week ever? You must have had higher that before as well, I'm sure. Yeah, I think, I've, I think I've had higher. I think I've had higher. It was a good game week, I think. It would if you were a string captain, it would have been an even better game week. Had yeah. well, Tavernier kept quiet because you would have seen a massive, massive rank rise that week. It's just unfortunate the timing, but um, it's up there. But and it could have potentially been better. But I don't think it's quite the the be all and end all that one. Because we can't see the average game week, I don't know if it's the best game week on average. But I've had higher scores as well. I believe it been last year or the year before actually. Triple captain Tom Rogic in a game week, and I got me. That was my triple cap double game week, and that got me my highest game week score, 144 or something like that. So it mm-hmm. might be the best game week score for overall gauge managers, but for us personally, no, it's not. Definitely <laughs> not. <laughs> right, so that's Barry's question. What is the minimum number of players you need to avoid to losing ground? So I said, it's losing ground. So that's the question here. And we'll have to get, to get two, three, or four in. So I'll go first here. I'm only four players. Technically, I'll have five players sorry, in this, and I am not getting fussed about it. Donnie's message to fixers aren't particularly great. There's no stands out. I mean, we're, we're seeing it at a push. We know what's going to happen there, so we're not getting beat. The best situation is Tom's situation. You've got a wild card, you're 11. Worst case scenario, you're getting 11 times two points and an extra couple of weeks for your captain. But that's not going to happen. Something will return. 
You could be chasing it and taking hits, but who are you taking hits for? Who can you actually rely on to come back with the points? To me, it's not worth it. If you get six, seven players, I think you should probably be in the positions most managers and I can't see you losing much ground unless people run about you've got the second wild card. So for me, I'm getting five out and I'm happy to stick with them. If you don't like that, you want to take get six out because it's like a minus two, really. Well, not really. It's because you're not, you're not got a playing player, but there's no guarantees of return, so it's team dependent. I wouldn't be bothered taking hits. Donnie? Yeah, I mean, taking the zero might, might be better than taking the minus four, might be the minus two. Um, as I've touched on, with the way the, week, the game week after comes, you're going to need your three Rangers, three Celtics, so you're going to need those six players in your squad. Um, so I will probably just make my one transfer. I won't have a goalie, which is a bit of a pest. And then I think when you've got the big double game week, you can take a hit there and at least it will get absorbed um, by the teams that are playing twice. So although you want to fill that team, and I know in the English game I like to do that, I like to get as many players playing as possible, you're probably better just to sit on it because when it comes to captain and vice-captain, we're probably going to look at the same kind of players. So if they do clutch, they'll keep ground and it's only going to be you know, a rare differential that somebody's on just by luck uh, and you can't account for luck in this game. So I would probably just sit tight with your five, six players and just cross your fingers. Tom, can you disagree? Yeah, I would, I would agree with that. Um, we've already wrote off Dundee United and uh, Kilmarnock in this podcast, so um, <laughs> you, you're left with only a handful of teams that are then being pitched up against each other. So if you're taking a hit, chances are you're going to bring in a player that's perhaps going to lose points to another player. So it's all going to balance out. So I reckon uh, when I made the wild card as well, I was I was I was struggling to to, to bring players in. Really, just a lot. Of the, that's about half the team are punts, really. So <laughs> I, would, I would I would only take a I would only take a minus four if I thought I was going to get a player and perhaps get a haul. And yeah. you, I couldn't pin a haul on any of these guys really. So I don't I don't think it's worth well taking uh, all of the hits. Maybe a, perhaps a minus four if it makes you feel a little bit better. But I wouldn't be doing it for three or four players. I think that's excessive. Yeah, yeah, I agree. Right, next up, question from you and RFC83. Best one-week punt for those dead endings. So like yourself, Tom, well, you actually, he's he's, not, he's the same as me, dead ending, sorry. So I'll come to you first, Tom. Who would your one-week punt be if you were going to wild card next week? Uh, Jordan White. Okay. Donny? That's interesting. I've got two names down here. The first one was Jordan White and the second one was uh, Kevin Van Veen. So that that would be my bets. Right. And I had Duke as I also thought. So that's the three players who I'm thinking about. But again, I'm I'm I'll say my right now it's sitting maybe on Van Veen is because of the four motherwell overall, but that could be Duke Mayowski or Jordan White as well. Right. So next up, Jala Leopard. So this question will lead on to Tom's wildcard. This is where I've kept it then. In fact, Don, you've got a question from Barracuda first. So get this one. Yeah, so so FPL Barracuda at Barracuda. Um, who is the captain and vice-captain? He also says looking forward to this episode. So for regular listeners, he's the reigning Fantasy Football Scotland champion and cup holder. He is struggling a bit this season. He's down in 58th. 
Um, but, <laughs> yeah, he does have a decent team. I went in and had a look. He has got a decent team on paper, so uh, fingers crossed we can get him a few green arrows. But do you want to talk about captain and vice-captain well, now? We'll answer, this quick, we'll answer this question when we get to the transfer of the captain trade. Yeah. So that's fair. That's all in public conversation. So, yeah, yeah, Leper's question was, best wildcard team for this week. So what we're going to do is Tom's on the wildcard, and as Tom's going to go through it, position for position, me and Donnie will offer any change we would have or do ourselves or like that. So, first of all, Tom, I want to ask just one or two questions, actually. Donnie alluded to one thing earlier on, maybe in the chat. Have you spread your defence goalkeepers amongst teams or have you backed a certain team? You don't need to tell us what team it is, but... Um, there's there's one team that I've backed and the rest it's fairly spread out. Right. And are you using your bench trick player? Yes. I was thinking about this. I was thinking you should use two bench strike players and have three players on the bench, and that way you're picking an eleven, but you get the benefit of the three players you don't really know, and then yeah. you may get two players off the bench who might haul better. So I don't know if that's something through your head, but I would be using two bench strike players if I could. You're nodding mm-hmm. approver. Is that something you're thinking about? <laughs> Possibly. <laughs> I never considered it up until now, but um, I think that could be a good consideration. Because just the whole point, if we don't know who's going to haul, that gives you a chance to get two to three on the bench, correct? Yeah. There you go. Sometimes you have a good idea, sometimes. Yeah. Right, start from the top, uh, Donnie. Goalkeeper, uh, Donnie. Tom, goalkeeper, I take it one's a bench for the keeper, so who's your main keeper? So the main keeper is uh, St Mirren's Carson. And uh, my bench for the is uh, Reddy Matthews at St Johnston, who obviously we don't expect him to come on. He's just uh, keeping up the numbers. Any add, Donnie Carson? Is that a sound pick? No, I think that's probably the best area to go um, as far as the is concerned. Yeah, I agree. Carson, any else be punty, so Carson, uh, we all get a thumbs up there. Right, Tom, your defence? Um, so the most obvious one is probably Strain. Um, no prizes for guessing that one. And I've went for the St. Mirren defensive triple up. I've went for Declan Gallagher, um, who's managed two goals in the last four game weeks. Um, I've got I put Penrice slash Devlin um, because they're uh, Livingston defenders who can uh, possibly also provide or sort of cover yourself with attack and return potentially there. Yep. Uh, I'm not too sure which one, so perhaps we can discuss that. Um, on uh, the fourth defender and probably would be benched, is Yakaviti. And my fifth defender, um, it's a toss-up between Pollock at Aberdeen or Liam Gordon at uh, St. Johnston. Um, I'm kind of leaning towards uh, the St. Johnston defender because um, most of St. Mirren's goals tend to come from defenders, so they don't show a lot going forward. So just kind of covering covering them. Covering that one, that possible outcome there, perhaps maybe a nil-nil in that game, Battle of the Saints. Um, so that's my back line. What, Stoney? Yeah, did you have a Motherwell defender in there? No, no um, but there's that a triple would be a consideration. There, so. Yeah, that might be. Uh, I certainly wouldn't have an Aberdeen defender. Um, apologies, Aberdeen fans. Livingston defender, I mean, obviously, Sean Kelly would be the one that most people are on. Um, so you could have a differential there. I would have picked Devlin. Um, he's done pretty well historically in the game. Um, so no, I think you've covered you've covered it not bad there. Yep, I agree. Tom, I'll just wait for that 
<laughs> Twitter reload when it's St. Johnson goal, Stevie May. <laughs> yeah, I know. I know. But listen, you've got to be minute to win it. If it pays off you, that should and could be a big rise rank because I don't see many people having trip up there. So hopefully that pays off for you. Uh, I don't disagree with much of that. I think Simon do look better defensively in the do going forward, so I, I understand that. Obviously, he looks playing when you get further forward. You see the mother will triple ups curl up soon, so I think we know what's going to come in here. But any your midfield? <laughs> um, so midfield, um, obviously the form man just now is Spittle, so he was first on the midfielder list. Uh, Sean Goss as well, just because of the Motherwell new manager bounce. Uh, Stephen Kelly, who I mentioned previously at Livingston, um, he's in decent form over the past sort of four or five, six game weeks. Um, and then my fourth midfielder is a toss-up really between Danda at um, Ross County, or also mentioned uh, Levitt as well um, at Dundee United. And my fifth one is just my, my non-playing midfielder. Um, that, that's my midfield. Okay, Donny, thoughts on that? That's all the names I was expecting to hear. Um, to be honest, might be might be good getting an Aberdeen midfielder in there. Um, I struggle to think who's playing well in the Aberdeen midfield at the moment, but yeah. um, that that might be um, worth a shout if you're going to go um, with an extra bench trick player. Um, that Aberdeen could hold value. I, I pretty much agree with that team, Thomas. It's all the names you expect. I mean. If the if the game week goes to the expect that's the players you expect to return. If they don't, then at least you tried. <laughs> Good luck <laughs> to try. At least you tried. That's condescending. You know what I mean? Uh, yep, yeah, covered quite well. I think bench fight player. So up top, Ben, the three you've got. Uh, up top, I've got Jordan White, Van Veen, and I put Miofsky slash Duke, but most likely Miofsky because obviously he can be quite explosive. He's got a he's got a brace in him, whereas Duke kind of ticks along with either an assist or a goal. Very rarely gets more than a single attack in return in a game. So uh, Miofsky there probably. Right, I'll go first this time. I think you called that quite well. My only thing would be I would maybe drop one of the defenders you're thinking swaying about and bring in another bench trip player. So you could use a three off two out three off the bench. That's the only thing I'd say. Apart from that, I think you pretty much nailed the draft team if you had a free hit or something like that. So any other that, Donny, I think that's quite good. Yeah, I touched on it before. I might, I'd be inclined to go with Miofsky and Duke, and just because the way the partnership works. If I had to pick between two, it would always be Miofsky because he's on penalties. But if they are going to have a good game, then obviously they're going to have to score, and it can be either of them. So by having the pair of them with Van Veen as a third striker, um, I think you'd cover yourself there. The worst they could do is pick Miofsky, Duke scores, or, or the other way around. And, that's probably how I would have loaded up my team. But again, it's hedging your bets against a team that are out of form, against a team that know how to defend. So that, there's there's risks attached. But no, you've, you've got a sound team there. But again, as I said before, the names that you've mentioned will be in a lot of other teams. So it'll be those fringe players that will make the difference. And if you get the right call defensively, you know, you're going to be quids in. So be interesting. Mm-hmm. Best way, I don't see drop rank. I'll go no. <laughs> Put it that way. I think you'll be all right. I think the worst case scenario is that if it's a free hit, it might have just kept you where you are. Maybe a couple of points closer to the top. But I think that's sound. That's, you've done well, keep well after that point. Right. Donnie's mentioned the fixtures today, so you cover that. So we're going to answer <laughs> Barakuda's question here. 
well, Tom Wright's team. So, Tom, who's the captain, the vice captain of that team? Um, obviously, given his recent form, I've put Captain Strain because um, you, you can either get clean sheet or attacking points or both. So, the captaincy kind of covers that. Vice captaincy, obviously, um, if you're vice captain and attacker, it's only going to double your, your goals. So, I'm thinking either uh, Miofsky or White. Like White, I do like him as a one week punt, and I think he would be a bit of a differential. Um, up against a leaky Dundee United back line um, who's now missing their, their goalkeeper. So I think he could be a good shout. And Miofsky is obviously the other option. We did mention he's quite explosive. He's, he, he's, he does, um, he's got a brace in him. He's, he's had a few braces, I think, so far this season. So um, he could do quite well. But obviously, as Donnie mentioned there, um, uh, Livingston do know how to defend. And for myself, I'm the captain's train as well. I think he's just a form player. He's standout candidate this week. Uh, I, I was scared to go against him, especially the teams that are playing. And race captain will be what other striker I bring in, of the ones we all mentioned. So when I do decide to see a team and I pick my striker, if it's White, Duke, Van Veen, whether that is bring in, that will be my one week punt and one week vice captain punt as well. Donny, captain and vice captain and transfer yes. plans, actually, sorry. Uh, captain Strain, Vice Captain Miowski, just for the same reasons as we've mentioned. And I think on the basis of that we're, we're all going to be doing that, and then effectively we'll all hold rank um, as far as that's concerned. Uh, Transfer-wise, be Shankland out, Miowski in, and I'll just have to hold the keeper until the following week um, and run without a keeper. So and that's my thought process for this weekend. Right, cool. That's been a good point. Interesting. I hope that keeps you all informed. We were thinking that last week we weren't back Motherwell's team we're all in Motherwell so you know what's going to happen there uh, next podcast we'll be obviously covering the big double cover up so again it's like a 180 on this podcast we're discussing what we've got at this point I'm sure this, by the time this comes around we'll have a kind of a template for team me and yeah. Tom well me and Tom we've got well card Donny can see how he's going to navigate out of this one it's like digging a hole every week for Donny but we're getting near the end of it now <laughs> uh, and we'll take it from there so that is us. You can get your plugs in, Donnie. Where can we find you? I am at FFS underscore Donnie. Tom? FFS underscore Scout. And I'm at Fantasy Half. So, the Royal Rumble, I've been bleating about this podcast. We're in the final group. Uh, the main man, Sutty, ticker expert, is leading. He's got a 12-point lead straight away. And I believe Sutty has come close a few times in these cups, but he's never won yeah. one yet. Always the bridesmaid of the bride. So, he's got a good start straight away. We'll see what happens there. And in the next couple of podcasts, I think I will start talking up the final cup of the season and get entries in because it's a quick turnaround because it's it's straight knockout. Normally it starts the week of the split, the week before the split, so I need the names in and stuff like that. I'm not pushing for it yet. Don't DM me. I will let you know. The DMs are open. Then you can throw me all your entries and we'll get the last podcast cup of the season, which obviously accumulates with the end of the season. So Barracuda last time won it and won the league, the whole thing. So... He was good at that one, so we'll see what happens. So again, thanks for listening. We'll see you down the road. Say goodbye, guys. Goodbye now. Bye-bye.
Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50% to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello, fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. 